Hey guys, and welcome to episode three of the Barely Controversial podcast. It's your girl, NDN. Idol. And Rihanna. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today on episode three, yeah, we've got a really good lineup. I can't lie. Um, We'll be talking on some UK relationships who have just declared some crazy news this week from Crept and Sasha to Kim and Kanye to Aaliyah Ray and we will also be talking about um, some US topics such as Bobby Schmurda and we'll also be going into Shemima Begum I think that's how you say her last name I cannot say her last name so Begum Begum apologies Shemima Begum and the revocation of her citizenship by the Secretary of State okay okay so so guys first of all how have your weeks been it's been um tumultuous is probably the best word for me oh english language yeah i know right big words (laughs) big big problems (laughs) nothing wine can't solve oh trust me (laughs) for me it's just been it's been relatively busy just uh, a working week if you will as usual yeah you know what I can I completely hear that it's been a very very busy I think it's probably because it's towards the end of the month so I just feel like there's just a lot of things that people want to pattern when it comes to work when it comes to like what they're doing personally like I know there's certain things that I need to do by the end of February so yeah this week has been outside man it's been a long month it's been a long month as well this month has just gone on and on and, and it's, it's funny because it's such a short month. month. Yeah. 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 It's supposed to be a short month. But I feel like the weather is getting a lot better as well. Like, it is. So nice. Yeah, but a lot of sunshine. Like, I'm really appreciating it. You know, global warming. I love to see it. Love it. Oh, I hate <laughs> it. Hate it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, liberal. <laughs> Recyclable. Oh, my gosh. Okay, cool. So, first of all, for me, what are we leaving in 2020? Instagram relationships. So Krebs and Sasha, they've recently announced that he and his baby moms have split on all his social pages. So he made a really big announcement on Twitter, Instagram, probably even Snapchat, MySpace even so, um, letting us know that because, you know, his relationship has been has been quite um, documented on social media. He felt the need to let us know that it has, that they have finally broken up, but they are in a very good place and are co-parenting for um, their daughter. Um, what's, do, do any of you guys know what the daughter's name is? Beautiful girl. The baby's called Nala. Oh, Nala. Oh, Nala. That's, oh that's it. That's it. Lovely name. Yeah. Aza, we're going to start with you. Let me know your thoughts on all of this. So do you know what it is for me? Like, so with Crept and Sasha, they've pretty much made their relationship a massive part of their brand, which I feel like we've been on the internet for a very long time now. We've seen the rise and fall of many internet couples. Um, Mm-hmm. And I think we're kind of now used to kind of being almost the third will in people's relationships. Definitely. And as much right. as that can bring a lot of secondhand joy to people, which I find kind of weird personally for me, I don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can create a lot of delusion. Mm. And, you know, for a people's that, know that not everything that glitters is always gold on the internet there are still a massive majority of people who do kind of fall into this trap of over romanticizing relationships of people they don't actually know a hundred percent no i completely agree 
like we we do not know Crept and Sasha from Adam. We do not know these people. So I think the big thing for me is fair enough. They've had this online relationship. That's their prerogative. That's what they've done. They received a lot of love, and it was a nice thing to see. It was nice to see. It was nice and when to they see. posted pictures. Yeah, when they posted pictures of Nala and then them three all together, it was lovely. I even showed pictures to my family. Like, look how cute they are. But I think the detrimental point and factor is that seeing all the comments after Crep made his post with people saying stuff like "love does not exist" if Crep and Sasha are not together it's like what like I'm it's it's just Uh. very very disillusioned to me and it just begs the question of whether people in our generation know what a relationship actually is a hundred percent no I completely agree with you on that fact um before I make my comments Rihanna what are your thoughts on the whole situation so on the situation, as you said, Adol, um, there are a lot of Instagram relationships that we've seen start and end, including this one. Um, as you, like I, I see relationships, and as you said, you show it to some family members, and it's just like, oh, this is cute. Oh, look at what he did for her. Look at what she did for him. It's nice. Mm. To, it's nice to see. It's content in the end. At the end of the day, and if that's mm. what's going on in Absolutely. their lives then, you know, it's just nice to share it with people. Like, it's always nice. That's why some people go on holiday and they they like to go with another person. You know, that's that's the whole point. Some people don't like going on holidays by themselves yeah. or having experiences by themselves because they want other people to experience too. They want people to see it. So, you know, I, I understand the whole showing off on social media thing. It's just a nice thing to see. Um, my problem comes in when it gets to a point where maybe someone's lying. So for example, if if they were having trouble in paradise, but they're still posting these these amazing things, like you mm. know you're not happy like that, but mm. you're portraying a different image to the world. Why are you lying to everyone? And all of a sudden now you've broken up. It just doesn't <laughs> It's just not. Do you know what it is for me as well? Sorry, Rhi, is do you remember when Nikita, you know that girl Nikita was going out with that guy? That was mad. I'm sorry. When that that situation happened, so I'm not laughing because it's funny and I'm laughing because it's just so ridiculous to me. When that whole situation happened, I think from that point, that should have been the thing where everyone should have said, everyone should have said, yeah. That's it. With this whole relationship internet thing cannot run anymore because that situation, I don't know if you remember it, Rihanna. That was, it was abusive. Awful, wasn't it? it was abusive. That was, it was mad. But you yes. know what's even madder? The first day she vlogged it, the very first day they met each other, she vlogged it. Oh, really? So there was always this intention, in my personal opinion, with them two to capitalize from their relationship as this beautiful mixed race couple from the UK because we hardly get that really and truly it's mainly in the USA that we, we mm. get really gorgeous stunning we're couples. getting a lot of that nowadays though in terms of the UK couples yeah because so we're growing that off it. it's no longer about actually like truly loving your relationship that you just want to share it with the world and let everybody know no, it's, no it's not a natural thing girl. anymore no yeah. it's now it's now become this is the business deal the idea that you actually vlogged your first ever date I'm sorry it was doomed from the start it was, it was doing from the start. You wanted to create a brand and capitalise off your relationship. And it has worked. From day. 
and it has worked. The thing yeah. is, it works if you've got if you're the right if you have the right yeah. look, you've got the right team, the right strategy, mm. it and the right a, strength in your relationship as well. That for relationship it to be was out strong. in the open. Just saying, <laughs> just saying, that relationship was not strong. There was a lot of um, what's that I'm looking for? Like he, you could easily tell that he was very paranoid about her success as she was growing and how she was getting. Oh, a lot of, um, as soon as she got them new teeth, it was game over for plus it was actually game like he did not want her to be successful like that's the vibe that I get from him like definitely but that's neither here or there but that is like Alexandra a really really good point of a really good example of insta relationships literally gone wrong like mm. that whole saga like I literally felt like I, I that is very I, intense I downloaded I don't use Snapchat I'm like, I don't use Snapchat I, don't, I downloaded Snapchat just to, <laughs> to be involved fam because I felt like if I wasn't involved in this situation I was yeah. a massive part of the culture fam <laughs> And that's the downside as well. Your relationship becomes a spectacle. So when it's good, obviously all well and good to show us, oh, great, this is happening. I got this really expensive thing from him. It's, uh-huh. it's amazing. We're going on this holiday. But when it's bad, we will also be enjoying Listen. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. It's a fine line. It's a very, very fine line, and that's why, yeah. like, when you do become like that third wheel in a relationship, and plus not even really having any loyalty, real loyalty or ties to these people, oh. you do then naturally start to in, actually indulge in the downfall as well. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's really sad to say, but it's if we're being real, yeah, we love to yeah. see it. Mm. <laughs> Like yeah, evil yeah. eye is real But yeah, then It's so sad though Because it's like If we compare These influencers To Bigger Well known I guess celebrities Like Kimye Like the world actually coined well I don't know whether it was their strategy team that brought the word Kimye into the world and then we just all like hung on to it but mm. Kimye they were loved adored and they utilized mm. that and they capitalized off their relationship but then you know you, they, they were celebrities first before they came together so what else are you going to do when you get with another celebrity you are going to naturally capitalize off the relationship going to become a yeah do you know what it is as well with Kim and Kanye though that obviously with their split and say a split from our culture for example like Kim and Kanye are from Hollywood these Mm. boys and girls are from so it's very very different like Hollywood people I don't even see them unfortunately yes they are human beings but unfortunately because they are from that kind of Hollywood Calabasas space you kind of disassociate them and you kind of they're so far removed from like your daily reality that it's not mm. as personal. Not even that much of a yeah. Yeah, whereas even Nikita, like you know Nikita from ENDS, like even though you don't know her, you kind of understand the culture, you understand the verbiage, yeah, you, you kind can, of you understand. Can, she could be your next door neighbor. Exactly. It's closer to home. Mm. Much closer to home. So in that way, you are more likely to get involved in a more kind of grassroots level. Whereas with like Kim and Kanye splitting up, I don't know, it's kind of just like Oh, that's really sad. Another one. And that's like, yeah, another one. I don't know. That's, don't you think that's a bit of a shame though? I mean, do you think it has to do with the fact that we kind of saw the natural growth of their relationship, i.e. through um, the Kim and Kardashian, the Kardashian show, compared to um, Kreps and Sasha, but we kind of, 
we didn't see them date. We didn't see them do anything. We just kind of saw them like together. Like they may have posted each other on their Instagrams and that's how we kind of knew about them. So it was mm. because we never really saw the growth. And we obviously saw her get married to Kanye. We saw them have kids together. So is it that we have that emotional pull because we actually saw their growth? With with Kim and Kanye, um, we did see, like if, I guess it's one of them ones where if you keep an eye out, then it's there. Um, I think Kim, like Kanye has been chasing Kim for years, even when she was in previous relationships, years back, they've known each other for time. So when they did finally get together, obviously Kim is a public figure, Kanye is a public figure, but I don't think we we experience or know the ins and outs as much as you would with someone who maybe has a YouTube channel or something like that because when it came to Kim and Kanye despite the fact that they were there we we didn't really know what was going on obviously Kanye grants and stuff which obviously we got a bit more insight but in regards to knowing what's going on or seeing some kind of signs or seeing gestures we would see that more in these UK couples who decide to put themselves out there like that that's true I agree I definitely agree with that that's actually a very very good point yeah that's a very very good point but do you know what I think also ties into it as well is um, a lot of um, this maybe like potentially feeds in the next thing that you want to talk into Nadine uh, talk about sorry Nadine is um, the whole thing with being the baby mother and then being the wife yeah now let's look into that so the next relationship that has we kind of knew broke has broken down but we just recently saw the baby from that relationship is Aaliyah Ray who we've just found out through the comment section and through our own research <laughs> independent <tight> research <laughs> <laughs> our own independent <laughs> research hang tight lipstick Ali Aaliyah Ray is a divorcee so she she had a um she was married a hu- she had a husband um we don't really think it's for us to say who he is, um, but they did Absolutely divorce. not. <laughs> I mean, apparently she was the second wife, but that's neither here or there. Allegedly. And, yeah, allegedly, apparently. You know, it's neither here or there. And um, she obviously now has a relationship with Notes. I don't know whether that even lasted six months. And uh, she had a child for him. Beautiful, beautiful baby. And now... The, now the consensus is raw. Okay, so you're a divorcee and a baby mom's. Now there are lots of people that are backing her. I will say and saying it's not fair to put that kind of titles on her. Like she is a mother first, and they are co-parenting mm. together. I've seen that in the comment section, but then I've also seen people just kind of be very blunt and kind of be like, "You're a divorcee, and now you're baby mamas. Where did you go wrong?" And to me, if I want to put my two pence in, I really think in this situation, when it comes to Notes and Aaliyah Ray, they are both to blame, in all honesty. Why do you think that? She is to blame because she should have used her knowledge and her experience of being in a, in a marriage, of being a lot older, so therefore having probably having more more relationships or more dealings with men to understand his character enough, A, or at least take time to know his character before you bring another life into this world. Mm. I'm sorry, I don't really agree because I am somebody that has grown up as both a, a, a two-parent household and a single-mother household. It is not fair to put that strain on your child and to put that strain on yourself. If you can help it, don't do it. Do and a lot not. of people can help it. Um, exactly. They're just, they're just not bothered or not thinking ahead at the time, honestly. Put a dom on it. That's literally yeah. all it is. 
dumb on it. Why are you having bareback sex with a man that really you even have been with for a year? Let's just keep it. Yeah, and also somebody that you know you don't know like that. I don't think you should exactly. be making risks like that. That's a risk. If you are with someone that you don't see as a potential good father to children or a good person to you. But then, then again, I mean... I mean, I don't know notes from Adam. Like, I don't know his background. I don't really know his history. Like, you guys know I don't really check for UK artists like that in general. <laughs> but being a woman that has been lost in the source, I can definitely speak on that. And you guys know more than anyone, obviously, of my most recent situation, mm. there was the red flag and the red flag and the red flag. But when you do get stuck in that space of feeling like I found the one or you can get disillusioned very, very, very quickly. So... I think we do also need to give her the benefit of the doubt because, again, we weren't in that relationship. Do you see what I mean? We don't know the kind of things that he was saying to her. We don't know the plans that they potentially had made with each other. We don't know the kind of person he made himself out to be to her. And when you are kind of stuck in that space, you will just take his word for it. You know, you'll give him the benefit of the doubt and it only just goes back to back, uh, blow back in your face. Do you get it? So as yeah. much as I can understand us saying in in taking ourselves out of this situation and in retrospect and in hindsight we can say oh but you should know not to have unprotected sex with someone if you've only been seeing each other for six months or you should notice those red flags or you should pick up on things and think to yourself first is this the right person to have children with those are great things to think about initially but let's call a spade a spade nine times out of ten that's not the reality of the situation that's the idealistic way to navigate it because Nadine, we can't act like there are not other women out there who have baby fathers and they're like, I can't believe I had to eat with that guy. He's a deadbeat dad. He's this, he's that. So so we can say, like I said, taking ourselves out of that space because we're not currently in that space. Oh, if I was in that position, I would make sure this, that, 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 if any red flag did it. But nine times out of 10, and we've seen it multiple times, when you are lost in that source of just being caught up in drunken love or whatever you want to call it, Mm. These things do happen So you should say that Basically we should have more compassion In this situation Rather than saying what she should have done Because she probably knows that already Basically yeah But my issue is When do we draw the line Because I can understand Mm. that rhetoric If the person is like You know if the, you know what she's actually our age I, I, mm. I, that's one thing I also need to put into context but the thing is for me is that fair enough yes there are so many women out there that have made the same mistake but when do we draw the line to say okay it's, it's time for us to actually take ownership and stop making these mistakes if we keep mm. making allowances and saying oh she was lost in the stores and also one thing I haven't even stopped to talk about what notes has done which I'll come to in a minute mm. um, if we keep saying Oh, she was lost in the source of a rare. It kind of dumbs down women and makes us look as if a man can show us a couple things. A man can say a couple things. And the thing is, he can do it for months and months and months on end. And because he's saying and doing, that's when we'll say, oh, okay, I'm going to run the risk of having unprotected sex with this guy because I'm lost in the source. I feel like women can be and should be and we should uh, we should expect that of ourselves to be a lot more protective of our space and of our 
of our of our mental and of of, of ourselves physically because we we already know the rhetoric that men ain't shit that your women are de- demons we have created these rhetorics so rather than always then I'm, t- I'm talking about myself as well rather mm. than me or other women putting the onus on men and saying men ain't shit men are Yoruba demons we are not going to say yeah we know that you're Yoruba demons so we're going to take time we're gonna take time. We're gonna make you wait. We're gonna make. We're gonna. Ma- we're gonna make you. We're essentially gonna make you not take us for idiots. Whether that mm. means I'm not gonna fucking sleep with you with no domon, or I'm gonna be taking the. I'm gonna be taking the pill. I'm gonna have no child for you. Do you know what I mean? So we need to be stricter with ourselves. Essentially, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And that should be the new rhetoric. I don't. I really think that. We and hold ourselves to account, basically. Definitely, what people are Definitely. doing. A hundred percent. I think we should now move on from the consensus of men can run game. We've been knowing that. We've been knowing that for decades. My mum has told me that. I'm sure our parents have told us that. Do you know what I'm saying? I know this. And I, I have, when I was 18 and 21, I let man run game on me. But now I know at 26, I'm not allowing that to happen. And for somebody that has had a husband, has been an apparent second wife, has lived in Dubai, so has seen, has seen shakes, has seen, has probably seen a lot. I expected better from her. In my honest, uh, honest opinion, I didn't think she was going to end up being a baby mom's. That's me. Do you think as well? There's like this culture at the moment. I know there's a lot of discussions about it on a few like YouTube channels that I watch about baby mother culture so like in america for example you have like the jada chavez you have um you know all of these kind of like american influencers um, female influencers around the same age range even younger that have like a massive influence on some of our black british girls here in the uh-huh. uk and a lot of them are baby mothers and you know they've got the rolex they've got the nice car baby mother, they're always yeah. dripped down yeah, yeah, yeah. they're always dripped down babies drip down yeah so i feel like yeah. that as well is also a massive a massive massive influence and kind of fueling do you know what cool at least even if i'm not in a relationship or even if i'm not married i'm still drip down, that drip down baby yeah yeah, and that's so, that's a really good point, And that is very, very toxic. And this is another thing with our, with society and, with, and where it's leading to. Because we don't want to be as strict as our parents were, we're now trying to be as free as we want to be to the point where we're creating a whole culture, a whole rhetoric of, hey, let's be a single moms and let's get the role. We're creating a whole new family unit. We're yeah. literally creating a whole yeah. new family unit. In and my opinion, is- though... Okay. That that whole new fact, it's not necessarily a bad thing if it's not your intention. If uh, that's that sounds really bad. It does. <laughs> what do you mean? It sounds really bad. <laughs> dissect that. Dissect that. Basically, yeah. it's it's ne- it's never anyone's attention intention to be a single parent. Like let's let's be real. Like a majority of us, we want that. Um, what's it called? That is it. That is it. Atomic. What's the word? Nuclear family. That's it. Yeah. Nuclear. We yeah. want that nuclear family, the mom, the dad, yeah. the dad, the dad, the mom, the mom, you know, you know how it goes. We want that. And obviously our children, how many children we want. People don't strive to be single parents. That's mm. not it. It happens mm. based on circumstance, whether your partner's mm. died, whether your partner's left, you know, any anything that could happen. Like we, we don't we don't strive to be single parents. And these people in the public eye they're they're not necessarily single parents like they're showing 
you know, themselves off to be with these rappers or basketball players or, mm. or whatever. So I wouldn't say people are, are striving to be to be single single parents in, in that kind of way, to be honest. But they're accepting it. But you um, should accept it though, because if you do end up in that circumstance, it shows that you can do. it's not yeah. the end of the world. You know? No, I, I and really- you can be successful. I agree with that. You have to accept it and make the best out of the cards that you have given yourself to deal with. I Mm. agree with that. But the other side for me is that we should not be creating a culture around it. Do you know what I mean? And, And those women that are showing off that, you know, their baby moms are a single mother, I feel like a lot of that comes from insecurity because they don't have that nuclear family. So what else do you do when you don't have what you want and you're dealt with the cards that apparently are not the best cards to be dealt with? You make it look as you make it look as aesthetically beautifully as you can as possible. And yeah. that's what they're doing, and that's the vibe that I'm getting. It's a defense me- mechanism. Shit, I'm a baby mom's. What do people think of baby moms? They're broke down, beat down, all up in council flats. No, we're going to we need to change that. See, no, but the thing is, and the thing is, with changing that rhetoric of um, single moms being, you know, on housing benefit, living in the council house, striving by to get by, whatever the case may be. Now that we even have people like the Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner's a baby mom. Yeah, yeah, hundreds. So like, at, and at people aren't seeing her like that because I'm exactly. not black because she's not black. Hundreds. I was literally going to yeah. say that. Yeah, that's, that's not black. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely yeah one side of the coin as well. But maybe to make it more relative, like the Jada Chavez, she's probably the best um, um, example of this. Um, is even though she is not the white experience of being a single mother, she has the money. It's the lifestyle. It's the fashion nova. It's the this. It's the that. And I feel like also because a lot of things are more accessible to us in creating this image even if you don't actually have the money to do so, it creates a massive disillusion. Like it's a a disillusion inside of disillusion inside of disillusion. So we don't actually ever get to the grassroots. We don't actually now actually see that single baby mum in the council estate. Like that whole kind of notion almost doesn't even exist anymore. Obviously we know in society it definitely exists, but because we are so focused on aesthetic and smoke and mirrors and creating these illusions of things that are not real, we have pushed that whole concept literally so far down the rabbit hole that it doesn't exist anymore. And I think that that's very, very dangerous. But do you know what though? Another point, you know that, that that vision of you know the baby mums of the council flats and just being down bad and stuff like that that also was a was an illusion that the government put on to obviously go against baby mothers yeah to try and stop younger kids exactly having sex they created that narrative they created that story not only that though to stop people getting you know getting benefits and stop taking advantage yeah. of that and and whatever because obviously they didn't want to pay out for that so yeah. really you, we could call that an illusion as well I think mm, honestly, I don't agree with that, Reed, to be honest with you, because for me personally, that whole idea of the single mother on housing benefit, claiming child benefit, whatever the case may be, was the reality of the situation for a lot of women. It just wasn't the ideal. And it's not something that people were proud of. And it wasn't something that people supported or championed or tried to support. Do you know what I mean? So historically, when we looked at the single mother or baby mother that is the image that we had and that was the 
deterrent. That was a deterrent to being in that situation. The but problem is with now, them, it, it villainized them, but I think that's yeah. a completely different conversation. However, like, obviously I'm not saying that women in that situation are those negative things and those negative stereotypes. But I think what I'm saying from a standpoint of the Instagram relationships and the Instagram family units, because we no longer have that image of the baby mother anymore as a deterrent to not make those steps to end up in that situation, we now have a glamorized, updated 2.0 version of what a baby mother looks like on yeah. surface value. I agree. I agree. So I think a lot of women now, like historically, you'd be like, no, like, I'm not going to be someone's baby mom and just like stuck on benefits, stuck at home all day when he's right. Now it's like, yeah, even if he does get me pregnant, I'm still a city girl. Yeah. I could city girl or I could I could build up my business, I can build up my own thing. Yeah. Can, Which uh, it, ha- it definitely has its pros and cons. It definitely does yeah. have its pros and cons, but that doesn't mean, however, that you should settle for being in that situation and then make the assumption uh, that you yes. are gonna have the Jada Chavez lifestyle because that's okay. not the reality of the situation. I understand. It's true. It's true. And throughout all of this, the man it's still not taken account. It's not <laughs> oh, do you know what? Fuck these right. men, sorry. So. It's true, you know. It's on the woman, and that's why I want to bring back to Leah Ray to say, notes, notes did her so wrong. She was yeah. a good woman. He couldn't even out. He couldn't, when he was being torn apart on social media, and he was being very vocal to everybody that was tearing him down, he couldn't say one bad thing about, um, about Leah Ray because there was nothing... Mm-mm. Day, which shows that she was a very loyal woman to him and when he did make a stupid ass tweet saying oh people don't even know like it's always one side to every story within 10 minutes it was taken down because everybody knows including himself knows that that woman has stuck by you she's pregnant for you and she's dealing with this like a boss ass bitch so give her accolades don't try and bring her down with that dumb ass tweet so notes you did her wrong all these men that have led women to be baby mothers and to fend for themselves and to look after their children, look after their children themselves, you have done them wrong. And there now needs to be, hopefully maybe in the future we can talk about this and we do do, I think we should have a baby mama 2.0 in this discussion because it is very dynamic. We should talk mm. about how are we going to bring men to account? How are we going to bring men into this picture? On to the next topic, because I feel like it works quite well in terms of how we look to Insta relationships, how we look to baby motherism um, as a form of uh, idealizing is this term that Alexander um, utilized, which which makes so much sense. I think it was called parasocial. Parasocial. Yeah, parasocial relationships. What what does that mean? Yeah, sure. So it's quite similar to the term you might know, unrequited love where that you love someone but that's not reciprocated back to you so with a parasocial relationship it's when you have very strong and maybe intense emotional feelings or maybe even a sense of loyalty to someone that doesn't actually know you exist so it even surpasses the concept of unrequited love where the person knows you exist but doesn't have the same feelings towards you in a parasocial um, relationship that person actually does not know you exist so for example if you're a stalker for example as a very extreme example but it's the easiest one and you have a deep love and passion for Miley Cyrus oh like a like Stan like with Eminem like yeah like like exactly like Stan like Eminem that is literally yeah that would be a parasocial relationship yeah yeah. Okay. That's thank you for that um, description because I felt like that really went hand in hand with how the UK crazed 
Bobby's murder when he was released from prison. Now, for me, like, you know me, I'm quite, not that I'm heavy in the UK music scene, but I do, like, I do, you know, I do follow and I do... Um, you have an appreciation. I have an appreciation for the UK music scene. Um, and so when I saw on UK Gossip TV, like, how they were praising up the ting on the socials, on the comment section, saying that, like, hey, everyone's going to be doing the Bobby Schmurda dance, and A, hey, he's still relevant seven years later. Red says that, like, really giving him so much praise. But then they had, they had people that they actually, not that they actually know, but are way more close to home, closer to home, such as Ambush, who this, this week was, um, was arrested, taken to prison, Heady One, Digger D, they were recently released from prison last year. If you compare the comment sections, they were not given the same love, the same adoration that Bobby Schmurder was given. Now, for me, it really put, it really kind of brings home this idea that everybody has that the UK loves to beg the US. Like literally, we bred them off. We're brothers. Like we bred off the US, fam. Why are we doing that? What are your thoughts on this? Go on, Marie. Um, with me, I don't, because obviously I'm just getting into UK stuff. I really wish, I really wish I was as into it back then. Like when, you know, when grime was real and like mm. people going out to raves, I, I wish I was part of it. Like that's a regret I have for not, for not actually being, you know, part of that scene or really taking yeah. me too. I, I love the US. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem, Ray. I'm yeah. part of the problem. No, but these days I'm really getting into UK music and I'm just going back and I'm like, because I love music as a whole. Like I'm a music yeah. lover. So the fact that I missed out on all that UK stuff, I'm, I'm just kind of like getting back into it and I'm just trying to keep up with what's new, etc. So that's my thing right now. But that, that aside, um, is it like, okay, so music I see as a, it's it's a it's a it's an amazing thing, but it's also a numbers thing. What Bobby Schmader did with his singles was different. It was different. So obviously him coming out of jail and the reception he's getting, it makes sense. It adds up to what he did back then for us when his song was playing like five times in, in the friggin' dance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, like Digger D and it's actually they they didn't obviously they, they, they definitely have their hits, but even if you go on Spotify, et cetera, to see how many views or, or streams that they have, mm. obviously, like, obviously, um, what's his name? Bobby Schmader is yeah, going to get the, the more, the more, like, more reception. It, it just makes yeah. in regards to numbers. When you say that, it's because he literally only had one lit tune, Bobby Schmader. No. Okay. He, he had, okay. He obviously had Hot Nigger and then he had um, Bobby Bitch. Those two... Oh, they slapped. Oh. They slapped so hard. <laughs> Listen, obviously people are anticipating what he will do next because of the impact he had back then. Can you say the same for Heady One and, and Digger D? They have their tunes. I know that. But can you say what they did, what Bobby did? Okay. And they should have a reception on that same level. Okay. Well, one thing I will say in terms of streams, just looking at Spotify, uh, Bobby Schmurder, he's on two mil. Heady One, he's on six mil. And Digger D, he's on three mil. So, fair enough, like, to be fair, Bobby Schmurder has been in prison for seven years. So the fact that he even has over a mil in mm. streams is absolutely incredible. So I actually big up him. 
But Mm -hmm. to me, it's just kind of like, fair enough, yes, what he did, he did infiltrate the music scene in a big way, globally, Mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. He took, he took that song, but we could, like, it went global. When you say it, it was mad. It still goes off till now. Yeah. And like, sorry to cut you off, Dean, but even like with a heady tune, for example, like any banger that he's brought out recently now, like if you're in a club, for example, and that, and Hot Nigga comes on, you know, the whole place is going to light the it's fuck gonna go off. up. Yeah. That's it's going to light up. So his impact is the real reason why he's getting way more love than our homegrown. But then, I don't know, to me, to to be fair, it wasn't even the fact that they weren't getting glorified. It was just more Mm. the fact of, should we be glorifying people that have gone to prison, that have done illegal activity, and we should be doing that free my killy? Like, is that what we should actually be doing Anyways, yeah, do you know what it is for me? Like, and I feel like this conversation maybe can get it's going to get potentially maybe quite serious because it is serious. These people are convicted criminals, they have done things that have been detrimental to society. People potentially have lost their lives, exactly. So, it is something that is very serious, and these people should be held to account for their previous actions. Mm. With that being said, do the crime, do the time. This is obviously the legal system and and how it works. So, you know, if someone has gone to prison for a a serious offence and they come back out the other end and they go back into the music industry, that is completely up to you. It's subjective to you whether you want to continue to support that person or not, because by the, the law, They've done that. They've done their prison sentence, and you know they're now back into society where they can rehabilitate and continue on with their life as normal. Does that disregard the fact they've maybe left a lot of damage behind? Absolutely not. They're still probably reading and grieving from the actions of these people, and we can't forget that at all. Mm. But for me, I've always found it very, very bizarre. Even back in the day, it was like three up, da, 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 three this, three that, three this. You know, it's. It's, I don't know, like, I just, I think maybe because I've never really been in, I know people that have gone to prison, don't get me wrong, but it's never been in my inclination to openly shout from the rooftops that they should be free up. Of course, obviously, there's people that are currently in prison or people that are known in prison that I can't wait to come home. And when they have come home and I've seen them, it's been a very overwhelming experience, you know, and it's been very comforting to know that they're back where they quote unquote should be. But I think as long as these people have been, you know, held to account for the crimes that they have committed, I mean, like I said, it's very subjective because it can be like Vibes Cartel is never coming out. He's down for murder, like he's down for life. Do you know what I mean? But I don't. What was Bobby Shimada? Was it a what was his um, crime? Um, carrying a firearm. Carrying a firearm. Yeah, I think. Was, oh, was that it? Oh no! So, no, no, no! It was. Um, he wanted to. Oh, let me get it up. But it was for. It wasn't a firearm. I think that was one of the charges. Another one was. Um, something to do with drugs. Yeah. Okay. Drugs. Yeah. Criminal activity. Yeah, so overall criminal activity, which again, even though it's not like a murder case, I mean, in any way, if you're a drug pusher, I'm pretty sure that there is a victim at one end of that drug pushing yeah. scale, you know. But oh no, yeah. guys, um, sorry, oh, it was so he was charged with conspiracy to murder, weapons what? possession, and reckless endangerment. Okay, okay, probably the key. No, I'm joking. <laughs> And then this is the thing But then when you think about it Okay, cool Okay, Like you said, Nadia It's all about drawing the lines And drawing these boundaries then Because when we we look at Pop Smoke Mm. And the circumstances of his death That was not a freak accident He did not die from natural causes 
Yeah. He died at the hand of someone like Bobby Shimmerda and the crimes that he has committed. Mm-hmm. Therefore, again, where do we draw that line where we praise someone who's committed these crimes and then we're grieving for someone even in the same industry? They're even in the same industry. You know what, though? Um, my thing is, he's is he being praised for his crimes or is he being praised for his music? Or should he just not be praised at all because of what he's done? Yeah, he's being praised. So for example, um, oh, what's that? Migos, the guy, one of the mm. guys, he's going to collect it. And he's going to collect it because he staged them. He didn't rat out on anybody, Hentai 6 9 to get it. So they're like, you didn't rat out nobody. So we're going to come get you. We're going to make some big moves. Tear, tear, tear. For me, like, maybe because I'm a woman or I don't know, like I just see things a bit differently. I will only praise somebody coming out of prison if they show remorse or they sh- or they turn belief. They've turned the corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And this is another thing when we look at rap and hip hop culture and how deeply involved it is in this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Rihanna, when we're talking about separating his crimes from mm-hmm. his music, we literally can't at this point. They are mutually exclusive hey, because a lot of the things that these rappers are rapping about is that lifestyle. Is that, yeah. It is that. Therefore, we can't separate it. So then it's like, it's like a, a catch-22, whereas we really enjoy this music, which is about this kind of lifestyle, but then we're losing other artists to this kind of lifestyle, and then we're grieving that, and wishing that they were still here to still make music about the same lifestyle. So it's not consistent. At all. No, it's, it's, it's not consistent, but then it's a very vicious cycle. Like it links and it links and it links. Because if Pop Smoke didn't have that lifestyle, he wouldn't be making that music. And if he didn't live by that lifestyle, he would not have died. And then we would not then have grieved him to still be creating the same music that then still supports that same lifestyle. That same lifestyle that Bobby Shimmerda lives and then went to prison for and has now come back out and is now can create music. No, that's 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 a, a beautiful example of a, the biggest catching to in the rap hip hop game, and I think a beautiful another beautiful example is of that is um, Biggie Smalls and Tupac. Like they were literally in the same game together. They spoke on Killy Killy. They they hated each other, and one person died, another person was killed as vengeance. And they, yeah, they died by what they basically spoke of, essentially. Yeah. Live, live by the sword, die by the sword. There we go. They live by the sword and they died by the sword. Talking. I would say that, um, sorry, bring, bringing it back just to, because we, we got, I think we got into something slightly different, um, just in regards to the love UK artists get to in, in comparison to the love US artists get when they come out. Um, I guess, I guess aside from everything though, there, there is, there is a part where I, I do feel bad that UK artists aren't getting that same love by the people in their home. Mm. So I think we should definitely be more mindful of when, when these people are coming outside of prison. Not, not to endorse anything, but you know, I guess to, to welcome them back, support their music because we do need to support our own. A hundred percent, and that's the only way really that we can help them to not go back is if we are buying their music, going to their shows, and streaming. Hundred percent. Now I'm saying not to say that you must love everything, but I'm sure if there's some US artists that you love, we have the UK counterparts. Okay, okay. So um, talking about die by the sword, you're going to live by the sword. We have the last topic: Shemima Begum, 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 Begum. That's it. I think it's Begum. The Begum. Yeah, Begum. Yeah. Okay, Shemima Begum. Um, she is um, a 
wow, she's now a woman, but was once um, a 15-year-old girl who was wooed and groomed by um, the ISIS head of HR um, to... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, ISIS HR, how can I help? (laughs) Um, she was to go to ISIS headquarters. Where is it? Where is it based? Is it um, Syria? Syria. That's it. To become an, an ISIS bride, essentially. Um, she left to go to Turkey when she was 15. Um, by the time she was 19, obviously the Syria organization was completely killed off. Hang tight America, hang tight the UK. And um, now she's currently in a concentration. Wow. Oh my (laughs) God. Concentration camp. Oh my God. Can we please keep it in? Oh my God. Oh my God. Can we keep it in? in. So she's now what kind of camp is she in please find refugee camp. She is now in a... <laughs> okay, cool. She is now in a refugee camp and is seeking, wants to come back to the UK. She, her husband obviously died in a drone strike. She is now... No, I think he's still... Is he still alive? I think he's alive. I think he's in prison in the Netherlands. What? I think he's in prison. Yeah, he's in prison in the Netherlands. Oh. Two of her children died in a drone strike, but her, he's in prison in the oh. Netherlands. Mm. That's quite sad. Oh, okay. So, um, her, her, yeah, her um, husband is currently in prison um, in the Netherlands, and she is now seeking to go back to um, the UK and wants to um, utilize her British citizenship. However, the Secretary of State, using the powers given to him under the Anti-Terrorist Act, I think it's 2013, do not quote me on the year, um, he has revoked her citizenship. So now the big question, uh, no, it was now taken to the Supreme Court of Justice, who basically said it was within his um, realm of power to revoke her citizenship and they do not think that it goes against any constitution and it is lawful and legal for him to do so, especially because he's doing so because of the security of the state. Mm-hmm. So let me know how you're feeling. So when we explore this whole situation, and there's definitely obviously two parts, obviously it's the idea of grooming of young people and obviously then maintaining the integrity and security of Great Britain. So for me, when we look at this case in particular, I think when it comes to the grooming aspect, I mean, we all know that that is a frequent tool used by ISIS and other fundamental religious groups to lure young people over to the Islamic State, well, the pre-Islamic State, or into other cults and, and different things. This is not something that's just isolated to the fundamental Islamic community, um, you know. And part of that grooming process is to really get into the heads of these young men and women and falsify this ideal that does not exist. Now, one thing, however, that I think a lot of people seek issue with with Shimoma in particular is her quote-unquote lack of remorse in one of the interviews that is from a couple of years ago because this is something that's been she's she's been documented for quite a while now it's not anything new um, but her lack of remorse was something that a lot of the British people took issue with now for me however when we do look at that idea of the grooming process 
you know, we do have ideas of things like Stockholm syndrome, which if you don't know what that is, it's when you, even though you are aware that you were in an abusive situation with someone, you still hold that abuser to an idyllic standpoint and you can't actually verbally explain or kind of express any wrongdoings of that abuser. So when we look at this whole concept of her having, quote unquote, no remorse, naturally so during that grooming process that is actually potentially something quite natural and one of the consequences of that but going part and parcel into then obtaining the integrity of the security of our country the other discussion then is if she's still up until this point is showing no remorse what is that deprogramming and rehabilitation process going to look like because if it's been so many years since the fact she's lost two children her husband well if we call him that is in prison you know she's seen a lot of things that a lot of 15 year olds should never have seen for her to still to this to this point still be indoctrinated where she shows no remorse for any of these actions it's incredibly concerning at what point she's at still in that programming that can be undone in a timely, safe and controlled manner that does not pose imminent threat to the integrity and security of our country. Exactly. So when we do look at the situation, it's it's incredibly, incredibly difficult, but I think a lot of people are at the standpoint of for the greater good of a nation, is this something that we should just not get involved with at this point? Yeah. Which I can completely understand. I can't understand. I can't understand it. Just to add in that what she's currently fighting for right now is, quote unquote, to be given a fair trial to question um, the secretary, uh, the the secretary of state's decision to re- to revoke her citizenship. So it's not even for her to come here to go through the rehabilitation. It's not even, it's not even, that's not what she's even fighting for currently. She hasn't even gotten to that stage yet. The stage she's at now is basically, let me hope come home so I can be given a fair trial to argue against the Home Secretary's decision to revoke my citizenship. And right now, the... Um, the Secretary of State has said to the Supreme Court that by allowing her into the country, she poses a serious security risk just by allowing her into the country to um, face trial. So my question really is, so do they expect her to face trial in the concentration camp? I mean, Um, yeah are are they allowing her are they saying that she's going to be given a fair trial if she's in the refugee camp is is that what they're currently saying or are they saying she's not allowed um we're going to revoke her citizenship which means that she can't come here to have a fair trial and that means she can't come here period sure so what that looks like is as she's currently in this refugee camp she's technically uh she has she's uh, i don't know what the correct term is but she literally has no uh, she doesn't belong anywhere essentially. basically yeah she doesn't belong anywhere she's in limbo right now in this refugee yeah. camp so now 
in that refugee camp, obviously, I think it is still situated in Syria. There is no kind of judicial system there. There is no stabilization for any kind of process to continue on where she currently is. Therefore, the next possible step would be for, because her father is Bangladeshi and has Bangladeshi citizenship and he currently resides there, is for the family now to go through the Bangladeshi government um, to see if they will actually take her in and then she potentially may go through fair trial in Bangladesh. Uh, That's basically the, the synopsis there. My whole view on this, as you as you guys know, I'm 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 not necessarily for the UK basically washing their hands off of the situation. Um, given that at the time she was 15, she was groomed over the internet on British soil. So Obviously, they weren't able to control that or or anything. And then she ended up joining ISIS. It's just not correct. This happened on British soil. She was born in Britain. It's 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 a British issue. And we need to take her in. And with our masses and masses of British pounds that they use on so many unnecessary things, such as, you know, allowing their inner circles to have tax cuts and funding unnecessary wars, they're able to dash money here, there and everywhere at this, this and that. So I believe that, you know, taking the time out to de-radicalise her and keep eyes on her as well in terms of monitoring I think that's a thing that can be done, but the UK just isn't bothered to do it. And I believe that her class and her race have things to do with that. See, I will agree to an extent with what you're saying um, in terms of her class and her race does somewhat play a part to how they view her citizenship. I will agree Mm. with that. But I will just agree with that idea. And the ownership they take over the situation as well. Yeah, and the ownership. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, yeah, we always like shout, well, not anymore, but we used to shout that, oh, the UK is a nanny state. You know, we're just looking after everybody. And, you know, like people are just like fobbing off on, on our... Um, um, like getting involved where we're just not... Yeah, where we're, where we're we don't not... Need to be where we don't need to be. And so for me, like when somebody actively leaves the country that they were born in to go and fight terror, to, to create terror in another country, which that terror obviously leads, leads back to the UK in terms of bombings, the 7-7 bombings, you know, all of these things, they have to put the national... Secu- the, the security Absolutely. of the national of, of the great the greater good is to look after the masses rather than looking after a minute person and that's just that's just that's just that's law. That's, that's just the law of the land like that's the, that's that's the law of the land that you have to look after the masses first rather than look after a minority or look after a singular person so for them to go out of their way for somebody that has actually not shown any remorse just because she was indoctrinated on UK soil, to me, it's just that that argument is not arguing for me because it's yeah. like, to me, we're just... I believe we have a responsibility for that reason. No, because the, first of all, I think it's also that we have a responsibility, but then we have to also look at what that, that person has done. So we have a responsibility, let's say... Hi all, Rihanna here. Thanks for tuning in. This is a trigger warning. The topic of rape is being used here, so please skip two minutes ahead if needs be. I mean, do we even, let's say that there's a rapist, yeah, but he's from the UK. He now goes Yorkshire Ripper. 
come on. And then, for example, him. Or, for example, just a rapist, and he goes to Germany to rape somebody in Germany. Who? What, so it's for us. It's our. It's for. It's for us to now take him back to the UK mm-hmm. to charge him. Yes. No, that the law, law doesn't work like that. It's the Germans' courts that will deal with him. So just because. So the UK I, just. It's just like all right, you guys. You guys have that. You guys deal with that. Yes, because he didn't rape anybody in our country. Yeah, but he's he's our problem. He's. But, from the UK, he's gone to Germany to mess up their thing, and we must stand back and be like, "Yeah, you guys." The thing is, not standing back. We're going to give them the resources, such as if they need any information on him, they'll give them the information. We're okay. going to help them to charge him on their land, on their soil. We can't take somebody back just because they want to be back. No. It's the same with um, people that are drug mules, for example, Rihanna. So if there's a drug mule, like those two females, I don't know if you guys remember, who were drug mules, I think in Thailand or something like that, they followed trial and due process in Thailand and they were, quote unquote, banged up abroad because this is how it works. That's how it works. Okay. If we had to do that... That's how it works, and that's that's how it works, isn't it? Because we have no money in the judicial system for having to fight everybody that's left the country just because they're national citizens. They've left the country, done up something in another man's country. Oh, no, you've got to pay for it. You've got to do... No, we would literally have no money in the judicial system. When it happens... So the same thing that happens, for example, a prince from one of these Arab countries, he came to this country and raped a woman. We dealt with him. We dealt with him. Because it was on our land. So we can't just say, because you're now okay. sorry and you're asking for forgiveness, that you now want to come to our country to face our judicial system just because you know it's a lot fairer and it's a lot okay. nicer. Exactly that. The judicial system that you're going to get if, if you want to... Absolutely. Do- In Bangladesh. In Bangladesh. <laughs> to be, I, I understand. So one thing for me as well that was incredibly just like mind-blowing was that on social media and Twitter in general, there was this general like consensus flowing around of kind of like scaremongering that because of this situation now that if you do anything wrong the UK government all of a sudden have this autonomy to completely just snatch up your citizenship and to me this is just where things just get so I'm using disillusioned a lot because clearly everyone is just in this disillusioned state at this point and just not seeing the situations for what they really truly are Mm-hmm. And for me, the situation, I if I go somewhere and I steal a handbag, I'm not going to have my citizenship revoked and be told to go to St. Vincent and the Grandines to, to, and then crack on with my life. That is not how it works. She went to the Islamic State. The Islamic State is against Western society and everything Western society stands for. And they have posed an imminent threat and they have shown that they are capable of mass threats of violence in this country, across Europe and in the Middle East as well. So for me, the fact that we're now getting to the point of extrapolating situations down to, to, to almost very fickle, superficial things to try and justify when the magnitude of what this group stood for and the capabilities of this group is so, so mind-blowing to me. So on the other hand of that, like Nadine was saying, that Shamima knew because there's one thing that she said in an interview when she first, I think she received a letter saying that she would not be able to stand the free trial or it was some point before that fact she received a letter from the government. She said to the effect of, oh, why me? I know loads of people that were let back home. 
<laughs> oh, come on now. That when she said that, the, the hair stood up on the back of my head. Because what that says to me is that this Islamic group state knows, because obviously a lot of their members did come from Europe and did come from the UK, and they're very much aware of the judicial system here, how we go about things in society here. And like Nadine is saying, they see this Western society as being full of loopholes, quite wishy-washy, things that really stick. You can do a very heinous crime and literally do like next to no years in prison at all. And they're very much aware of this fact. So someone along the line must have said, oh, babe, no, you'll be fine. Like, they'll let you back in. It's like literally when, you, when you're in a club and you go out for a cigarette after 11 o'clock <laughs> and the girl in the smoking area being like, oh, babe, That's don't worry about it. The security guard's fine. I'll let you back in. Do you know what? That is, that is the mindset. That so by the, the British government yeah. making, setting this president, there's two presidents being set here. Yeah. So, well, the first president doesn't even make sense because it's some wacky liberal thing that does not make any sense at all. The only That's president I feel is being set here is assigned to anyone who believes that they can leave this country, go to ISIS or go to any Islamic state or any fundamental religion. Again, we can't just base it on these fundamental Islamists. There's other groups as well that do things like this. Is We are putting our foot down and this is not going to run. Exactly. If you leave, that is where you stay. The example, like taking away her citizenship, like can she not be made an example by monitoring her heavily? And Babe, you know, the guy who did the, the London attack, rad- the London terror attack, the London terror attack. I London understand Bridge, that. They 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 knew who he was. He yeah, was. They did know who he was, and they did put him through that system, and that that did fail. So I won't lie that you know there is. And the statistics also show that when they are brought back, only one in eight actually face full trial to the the full extent of the law. In that that de-radicalisation process, though, um, a lot of people, you know, there are are those successes, but obviously we don't. Yeah, there are. But the thing is as well, we don't hear of that, obviously, because the, the the main thing to really exemplify is the fact that I guess this terror has happened. Loads of people have died, etc. Which I guess I guess makes sense in, in that case. But mm. yeah, do you know what it is as well, though, Rihanna? Is that when you think about when she does come back into this country, is she can never fully now assimilate back into British society and be a full serving member of British society? No, she won't. Just she will never. No. Especially with the way Islamophobia works now. Now that but babe, it's not about Isla- babe, it's it. not about Islamophobia. It's, it's not about is, Islamophobia. It's no, not about Islamophobia. Guys, 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 it's not. Rihanna, you can the reason the reason why it's not about Islamophobia is yes, Islamophobia does exist, hundred percent. But remember, fundamental Islam and Islam are two different things. Yeah. So the fact, the reason why I'm saying she will never be able to fully assimilate back into British society is a. This whole media frenzy, we know who she is. And she has, there's there's no way you could ever pass her in the street and not know who this woman is. The second reason now is that she is attached to ISIS and the Islamic State, who have been responsible for the deaths of hundreds and thousands of people across the globe, including Europe and including um, Britain. Who's going to hire her? Mm. What taxes is she going to be paying? How is she ever even as remorseful as she is, as rehabilitated as she is, ever be able to benefit this country in any way, shape or form whatsoever. Impossible. 
So not only when she comes back to this country, if she does go to prison, the taxpayer will be paying for her to stay in prison. And we already know that the prison system in this country is a joke. And she'll be living a very comfortable lifestyle in this country. And we will be paying for it. The same mothers that lost children in in Manchester at the Ariana Grande concert, their tax money will be paying for her to stay in this country in that prison. Her son, if, if her son goes into the care system in this country, we will be paying for her son to be in the care system in this country. Mm-hmm. Our tax money will be paying for his child benefit if in the event he is adopted or he is taken into another care or, or guardian of someone else. And I'm not saying that her son does not deserve that because he did not ask to be here. He did not ask for that to be his mother or this to be the situation. But we need to, at this point, the integrity needs to jump out. Yeah, 100%. It needs, it needs yeah. to jump out. And one thing as well is we do not know what ties her family still have to... The thing is, there are still fundamental Islamists in this country. We just don't know who they are. You could walk past Some of one, them are under, under you know, under, they under are being that. monitored. It, they are being monitored, but things slip through the cracks, Sheree. Things slip through the cracks that is true. every day. Yeah, that's why we have, we have situations like the, obviously, the Manchester bombing. Exactly. And you don't know if she goes back home, for example, say if she, say if she goes through fair trial, you don't know who's going to be supporting her, sending her money when she's in prison. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't know the conversations these people, fundamentalist uh, um, Islamists, are having. They would look at her as, "Wow, look at her! What a good what a young girl! She went there, became an Islamic bride. She lost two children. Her two children are now martyrs, died underneath the Islamic State, and now she's back here in the Western society. Look at the kafar; they are so fickle, and she still managed to come back regardless of everything." Yeah. These are the kind of conversations. So even if she has been rehabilitated, the fact that she would manage to come here actually then supports and creates, um, how do I say, it actually That's a symbol, riles, it's a symbol maybe, to them. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is actually a power symbol to people who have not been through the rehabilitation period. They yeah. might even start seeing her as an icon. Uh-huh. I mean, may, may see a rise in terrorist attacks potentially. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think- I see what you're saying. I mean, I think I think my point with Islamophobia was was more so using an example of in in the UK, Islamophobia is and be rife. So, given that, like that, that could be another reason as to why she won't be able to assimilate back into society because people pay. They're not. They're already not accepting of um, Muslim people. So, with her doing what she has done. It's it's basically it's it's a write off. To be honest, like nobody will be willing to accommodate give her. her or believe yeah. her or, her or see that she she will you know improve yeah. in future or she won't go back to whatever she was doing the first time. No, a hundred percent. I don't know if I still agree with that point. I don't know. The point is because she joined an Islamic terror organization, those that already have, for example, my mum and my dad, I wouldn't call them Islamophobes, but they are people that do not like, that don't really agree with Islam and how Islam is. But there are people that are actual Islamophobes. So if she comes back to this country, she will literally be a target on her head for Islamophobes. She will be. Like, that's that's plain as day to me. That's one big reason why she will never really be able to assimilate, because she will be a target a and b nobody will let her live or rest because of what she has done regardless of whether they're an islamophobe or not people like me to be honest i'm not an islamophobe i love my islamic people but i will not if i see her on the road i won't let her rest are you sick and that's and that's exactly what i'm saying though i think for the majority of people it's more the fact that what she did and who she was associated with rather than her yeah, just that's, being Muslim that's the majority 
That's the majority. And I think that's the main reason why she won't be able to assimilate is literally because, again, what she has done. A mm. hundred. But I think both both of the points are both tied in hand in hand. It's just the fact that there are Islamophobes that will use her as a target on her head. And those that don't care whether she's Islam- Islam- Islamic or not, that will target her anyways. So from both aspects, she will not mm. be able to live carefree in this country. And to just tie in what people have said on Twitter in terms of, oh, this is now precedent for the government to now allow... Um, if you do anything, you are not your um, what's it called? Your citizenship. Citizenship has is going to be revoked. People need to do their research before they make such loud Please. comments. Okay, so as a legal student, naturally we're going to look at what is the legal instrument that gives the secretary of St- secretary of state the power to make such decisions, and that instrument is called the National Immigration and Asylum Act, two thousand and two. In section 2.5, B3 to D, the Secretary of State has the general power to deprive a person of citizenship status if satisfied that the person has done anything seriously prejudicial to the vital interests of the UK or British overseas territory. The key is seriously prejudicial. Mm-hmm. That means you need to do something that is There is no question that the security of the state is at risk if you enter this state. So because in this situation, what she had done was seriously prejudicial to the um, to the um, to the protection of the state. This is why she is. This is why her. Um, this is why her citizenship has been revoked. So I feel like we all need to understand is to do with the fact that it was seriously prejudicial, not because of anything else. That's why. And we touched on reasons as to, you know, her, obviously her symbolism and what it could lead to as well. So that, it makes a lot of sense, to be honest. Exactly. I'm happy that you see that liberal re. <laughs> I know, I know, liberal re. But, some, no, but honestly, sometimes I think there's definitely... Liberal to to a fault because with with me and my liberal mind, I definitely tend to jump to you know okay, but doesn't this go against someone's human rights or is yeah. this morally correct? But essentially, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, sometimes you know that that hard system it it does make sense and it is necessary. And it's just sort of checks and balances because we're not always mm. harsh all the time, you know. Exactly, like and we know and we know that for yeah. a fact. We know that for, we're not like America, fam. We are very, we're actually like UK is low key liberal at its core. We're just mm. not at its core in terms of like the way that we treat people. Like we put democracy above everything. Oh, like yeah. Democracy above our security, for goodness sake. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's our thing. So we, we are just now creating borders. Like we're just creating boundaries. You know? Boundaries. And I think as well, we're coming up with Brexit and everything. And we are going to be potentially incredibly isolated vulnerable. from the rest of the world and incredibly, incredibly vulnerable. So we need to put these measures in place. Otherwise, this country is going to be... <laughs> yeah, sink, so- it. Oh. sink it. Sink yeah. it. Sink it. Honestly, sink it. So it's, yeah. So this is the time is now, and I've always been a massive, massive person about integrity, as we know already. I say it like every single episode, but the integrity of this country at this point comes first above everything. It, it just ha- it just has to happen. It's that shift that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And we love to see it. Honestly, we we have to love to see it. Put my safety first. 
not a babe from like 10,000 miles away that tried to kill people. Are you donkeys? But yeah, no, it's been a really, really good chat. I feel like we've expressed some great views. Um, what do y'all think? Yeah, I think it's like a range of topics. Definitely a range. Like before, certain like topics may bleed into each other, etc., which they did at the start. But Shamima, I guess it was important to have a, a section for that because it's the largest happening in the UK right now. So I'm glad that we could touch on it and obviously express our different viewpoints. Definitely. So next week, Alexandra, you're taking the reins. I am indeed. Please get in touch with us on our social medias. Yeah. Barely Controversial on Instagram, Barely Con Pod on Twitter. We want to know what you think. But anyways, have a good weekend, everybody, or a good start to your week. And um, we'll see y'all very soon. Okay? Bye. Thanks for tuning in.